Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. And welcome back to the show today. 203-333-9422. Joining us now is Andrea L. Elliott, who is an investigative reporter for the New York Times, a former staff writer at the Miami Herald. She has already won a Pulitzer Prize, a George Polk Award, which is one of the most distinguished awards you can win as a journalist, a Scripps Howard Award, various other awards. She is the recipient of a Whiting Foundation grant. In 2015, she received Columbia University's Medal for Excellence. She lives in New York City. This is her first book, Invisible Child, and it won the Pulitzer Prize for her, described as a vivid and devastating portrait of an indomitable girl. She is going to be the featured speaker this Friday at the person-to-person luncheon, which will happen at the Greenwich Hyatt. If you're interested in that, you can go on the person-to-person website and find out more about attending. Andrea Elliott, welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show today. Hello. Good morning. Hi, Lisa. Thank you so much for having me. And especially given your situation, I just want to acknowledge how heroic your doctor is. And I hope that any doctor listening takes inspiration from that. If we could only all have such a doctor. Right. I mean, and my, my internist Warren this morning said to me, what kind of pull do you have? Do you know him? I'm like, I swear to God, Warren, I only met him once with a mask on two years ago. But he remembered me, not with my big mouth. He Just remembered a mensch, me. A total mensch. Right? Such wow. a mensch. Exactly. Such Amazing. a mensch. Amazing. So, and yeah. because of that, guess what? I got to be on the air with you today because I was afraid I wasn't going to be able to do the show with the lousy ear infection, right? So, anyway. Um, yeah. So, Andrea, hello. Hello, hello. And hello. Uh, congratulations on all your success. We want to hear a little bit who is this? Who was this invisible child? Who are we talking about? Yeah, we're talking about a girl, an amazing girl named Dasani Coates, who was 11 years old when I met her. I was standing outside her homeless shelter in Brooklyn. She had so much spunk and talent. She was on the honor roll at her school that she kind of just burst with optimism and ambition so much that you didn't really see the burden she was carrying on her shoulder, which... I eventually got to see by um, by going into her shelter and seeing the room where her 
all of her family, all 10 members were crammed into this one room and had been living there for years. And so that there began uh, about a decade ago, actually, my journey following this girl's childhood and watching her grow up. She's now in her early 20s, and we can talk about how she's doing. She's doing very well. But she went through so many trials. And so what I tried to do as I as I really followed her life was to understand where these problems came from, what they represented, and this is what I hope to talk about. Uh, I'm very honored to be um, joining everyone at Person to Person on Friday, and I will be talking about the big picture as told through the granular, very vibrant story of Dasani. You know, I love that, Andrea, because that's what I mean by the macro and the micro. I'm always going back to the macro and the micro, right? And you as a journalist, right? So it's the person and then it's the issues, right? It's 40,000 feet and then it's the individual. And as human beings, we have have to keep doing that. We have to keep making those connections. So how how did Dasani, what were her circumstances that she was born into through no fault of her own? Tell me about that. You know, the first thing that got me interested and sort of set me on this path wasn't even the human story. As you, it's, it's so interesting that you also draw that distinction. I think it's so important that we bridge the two, right, the macro and the micro. But mm-hmm. I saw this statistic that just made my jaw drop. Um, I couldn't believe it was that one in five American children were growing up poor, which means that in the richest country in the world, we have the highest child poverty rate of any industrialized nation. Really? Um, and those two things just seemed so at odds, and I couldn't believe it, and I dug into it, and it turned out to be true. It's still the case, by the way. Um, child poverty went down during the pandemic because of the pandemic relief, but now we've seen in the last year it's doubled in Connecticut um, alone, just like across the country, it's at around 13%. And so when you have one in eight, one in 10, you know, of your kids growing up, at a huge disadvantage. That's just bad for the future, right? And what I wanted to do is explore what it's like to be them because there are a lot of feelings that people have about the poor. And what I always try to do is write to the broadest possible audience. I want conservatives. I want liberals. I want everyone in between to just read the story and hopefully take something away from it. And what I kept thinking was that no matter where you are on the political spectrum, you can't deny that there are these now 13 million we're talking about. At the time, it was 16 million poor kids in America. And that the the future is really, uh, it bodes very poorly for the future because we know what that means. We we know that it means that you have twice, um, uh, you know, as much a chance of ending up in jail. Poverty is very costly, right? There are health problems associated with it. And so it's also about just less of um, a participation in the labor force. There's just a bunch of indicators that are bad for the future. And so I just thought, you know, I would focus on this one kid and her story and follow her. And what I saw on the ground was, you know, what's really interesting is now more than ever, poor kids are growing up surrounded by other types of classes of people, right? They Because of gentrification, um, because of social media, they're just more exposed to all the opportunities out there, but also all the things that they can't have. And so that's one of the first things I noticed was that Dasani's experience of being poor was very different from her mother's, who whose name is Chanel and whose name came from a magazine ad. 
um, because her mother wanted to name her something fancy, and she saw this ad for this perfume back in the 1970s, but that was when she was living in a very separate place in Brooklyn where you, you were only around poor people. By the time Dasani came along, her name was taken off the, the shelf of the bodega because her mom saw that they were selling Dasani water and she liked the name. And so she could reach that thing. She could see that product, right? Whereas her own mother couldn't. She could just see an ad. And I think that's the difference. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So that's really interesting, Andrea Elliott. Which do you think is better? Is it better to grow up only among poor people or is it better to know that there's a world outside poverty? For sure, I I, I can't imagine that anyone would argue that concentrated poverty is the answer or that uh, people shouldn't be exposed. I think it certainly brings opportunity, what some people call a geography of opportunity, people who've studied this, that that these kids are being raised around a diversity of experiences that they can see that around them exist different ways of living. Um, But there is also the hardship for Dasani, when I met her, of walking past what was then an artisanal um, ice cream shop and seeing the you know kids lining up mostly white, buying scoops of ice cream that sold for six dollars per scoop because this was you know very trendy Brooklyn. She would never be able to afford that, and so she was peering into through the window right there at a you know looking at a world that she herself couldn't have. And I think as a kid, you know, you could argue that's inspiring, but it's also um, painful. You know, it reminds me of A Tree Grows in Brooklyn, quite literally what you're talking about, which was probably the most influential book that I read other than The Good Earth when I was growing up, but much more relatable to me because I was born in Brooklyn. And, of course, the story of Francie Nolan, who was poor Irish, dirt poor Irish, was the story of her looking in the glass window. I don't know if you remember the book and her father fakes her address so she can go to the other side of Brooklyn so that she can attend a better school. And so she's the only poor kid in this entire world of other kids. A little bit like Dasani right. ends up, right, in the boarding school. Well, but Dasani it, it, was, yeah. was in a school where most of the kids were poor. So there were pockets of poverty surrounded by wealth is how I would put it. It wasn't one kid you know, she did wind up going to boarding school in Pennsylvania. But again, this was a boarding school. Um, Andrea, Andrea, by... you're, you're, Andrea, did you move because you're, you're, you're no. going out on us? No? I'm okay. sorry. Well, can you hear me now? That's okay. Yeah, we can hear you. Can you um, hear me now? 
but the connection oh, I'm so isn't sorry. No, strong. I haven't moved. You haven't moved. Can you okay. hear me now? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I haven't yeah. moved Okay, okay. Continue. Kasani yeah. wound up in a predominantly white community in Pennsylvania that is solidly middle class and had that experience of being different and trying to acclimate. But for most of her, that wasn't until her teens, for most of her life, she was in what I would describe as a pocket of poverty surrounded by wealth. And so there was a lot of camaraderie that she could have with other kids in her situation. And I, a lot of the burden of that experience fell on the shoulders of the public school system. This is a system that before it can even begin to do what it was designed to do, which is teach, it has to feed, clothe, often offer surrogate parenting, medical care, all kinds of services for these kids that don't exist because we don't have a strong enough safety net. And so she found a second home in her school that was doing all these other things for her before she could even get on the honor roll, right? I think she felt inspired by the teachers, by, by the people around her. Um, and at the same time, she could see the struggles of her parents and felt like a third parent and just carried a lot of burdens on her shoulders that were kind of impossible to, um, you know, to, to, here's the thing that I think is important for people to take away is we're always looking for the escape from poverty narrative, like the kid who made it out. What did that kid have? Because that focuses on hope, which we're all wired yes. to be hopeful, right? We, we want are. to know we are. that story. But what you find when you're with these kids is that most of them are amazing. They are because they're kids, and they're, a lot of them are really, really smart. They're funny. They're mischievous. They're, they're the things that, we, that, that kids are. And that for everyone that by some stroke of luck or some miraculous turn of fate makes it out, there are so many, many others who can't because the circumstances around them are just impossible. And I think that's what I started to see was this is, this is a really talented kid, and even she can't do it because we're focusing on the wrong thing, which is willpower, rather than looking at the issues that these communities are steeped in food insecurity. You know, we talk about poverty in these really plain ways, like, oh, it's clothes, somebody doesn't have good clothes, or they're hungry. But it's even more subtle than that. It's when you're living in a room crammed in a shelter with everyone in your family, your sleep gets interrupted. What does sleep interruption mean for a student? It means that you, your scores are less, you know, and these are things that you, you often can't even see, right? It's just what they're carrying inside. Oh, I, would, I would even go further and say that homeless shelter, by definition, is a temporary address. It isn't really an address, even though they've lived there for a long, long time. And not having a permanent address, I think, has an enormous psychic impact on one's ability to focus on anything else in life. I think we are hardwired to want to have a home. We are hardwired to want to have a home. If you, I don't know if you're a gardener, um, or you I like am. plants, but okay. yes. there is a social psychiatrist named Mindy Thompson Fully Love who describes the experience of serial displacement on children as root shock, which is how horticulturalists talk about what happens to plants when they're transferred from one bed of soil to another. Sometimes they don't survive, right? Or they survive, but they're really fighting for their lives. 
And, and so human root shock is this constant experience of being displaced. And what does that mean for the kid? It means new school, new air, new sounds. Every time we move, we have to adjust. And that just takes up a lot of mental real estate. So I saw that. I saw that constant stress was impeding her parents' ability to thrive. Mm-hmm. I believe that. Uh, Andrea Elliott, what a pleasure to get to talk to you. The book is Invisible Child, but you can meet Andrea. You can hear what she has to say if you attend the person-to-person event on Friday at the Greenwich Hyatt. You can find out about it on their website. Thank you very much, Andrea, for your work and Thank for coming you, Lisa, on the show. I hope, we hope you'll come back. I hope back. everyone here comes. <laughs> I look forward Thank to meeting you so all. Much. Take care. Bye-bye. You bet. We'll be right back. We're going to turn the conversation to Judge Thomas Collin who will be joining us to talk about family law right here in Connecticut. He is a former family court judge, and he is a recognized expert, one of the tip-tip top family court mediators and advocates in the state of Connecticut. So stay tuned. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at Lisa at LisaWexler.com. 